afternoon and welcome to Behind the Beauty, the North Texas Plastic Surgery Podcast. We are on season one, episode two. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Obeid. I am joined today by my partner, Dr. Casey Anderson, better known as Real Dr. A on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Anderson. Thank you. It's my first podcast. I'm excited to take part and see how this goes. Fantastic. Well, I am a huge veteran of the podcasting game, having <laughs> shot one previous episode uh, for this show. So hopefully this will go well. Uh, today's topic brought to you by Dr. Anderson is none other than hot and not in cosmetic surgery. <laughs> it was too easy. Sorry. The we can debate right there. where it fair starts. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so we want to bring to you guys a little bit about what are the hottest trends in plastic surgery this summer in 2023. And I'm just going to start at the very top with, uh, facial sculpting. And there's going to be a lot of different aspects that we talk to you about facial sculpting. And I think it really revolves around creating that ideal selfie and that ideal facial shape. One of the things that I always notice when I look at myself in photos is that I have a tendency to have a little bit of a round face. Uh, Dr. Anderson, much better looking fellow than me, has a much more angular look. He's got some really nice high cheekbones. You've been uh, saying that for years. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and along with that, one of the things that many people are starting to ask themselves is, how do I create that look for myself? How do I create that really full cheekbone look and that hollowness below the cheekbones that gives me that more angular look in my selfies? Dr. Anderson, what's what's hot and not with that right now? So a couple things when we're talking about hot and not. As far as surgical is concerned, I personally, in my clinic, am seeing more requests for buckle fat pad removal. Okay. So for those of us that don't know what that is, the buckle fat pad is that fat pad that you're just talking about that you're seeing in your selfie. Below the cheekbone, above the jawline, that if we just have a little bit too much fullness there can be hiding us from that little bit more angular chiseled face that we're looking for. And right now, I know many of the women that are listening to our podcast spend an incredible amount of time uh, in front of the mirror using makeup tricks to try to create that separation between the cheekbone and the cheek. Well, if you want that without makeup, without filters, et cetera, the buckle fat pad removal is a fantastic procedure to do that. And the surgery is really easy, right, uh, Casey? It's a great procedure. It takes usually like 30 minutes incision inside the mouth. So it's a so wonderful no scars. thing. No external scarring, no visible action from that at all. And it can be a really great add-on procedure. So somebody's coming in, maybe they're, you know, done having children, getting some mommy makeover situation happening, but they want that face contour as well. Super easy thing to add on, doesn't add any complication to their recovery time. Easy, nice thing in and out um, can be really beneficial in that way. Yeah, the recovery is super easy on that. Literally, go to work the next day. A little bit of swelling, but really there's no external bruising in general. The incision's inside the mouth. The fat pad comes out super easy 
And for the patients that we do just an isolated buccal fat pad removal on, they almost really don't require pain medicine. So really a fantastic procedure from that end. As we talk about sculpting the face, the next thing that we're really seeing um, in terms of the hot and not is the jawline. For me, one of the things that I hate when I look at my selfies is that I really have a roundness towards the bottom of my face. And so I actually went into our own med spa uh, the other day and had Volux done to augment my jawline to give me a little bit of a sharper edge to that. So talk to talk to me a little bit about that, Casey. Yeah. So earlier in that day, Ona had come to me and said, I'm actually not a candidate because I have a razor sharp jawline. <laughs> of course. I said, go talk, go talk to Dr. Obeyed. He may benefit. I'm yes, yes. I'm only half kidding. That actually all happened. <laughs> no. So this is a filler that is specifically designed and FDA approved for the jawline. So we've heard about filler for years. We think about it very commonly in the lips, especially. Um, so they have different formulations and this one specifically is to help us chisel out that jawline so that we can get a little more angularity like you're talking about and somebody that wants more kind of toned look than that round face. And I think it works in both men and women. So for men, obviously the stronger our jawline looks, the more youthful, athletic, and quite frankly, strong we look. At the same time, for women, really augmenting that jawline can create that angularity to the face. Beauty truly is about lights and shadows. And so we want to highlight the cheekbones. We want to have that hollowness to the cheek underneath it that we talked about with that buccal fat removal. Uh, but then we want that uh, highlight again along the jawline. It also helps us look younger and slimmer. Because as the jawline gets stronger, attention is taken away from that little bit of fat that tends to sit underneath us here and that little bit of laxity that tends to sit underneath us here. And so it really keeps us looking younger. And it's a super easy procedure. Having had it done myself, I can tell you, took five minutes in the med spa, uh, no visible incisions. I did it actually in between surgeries. I went on the rest of my workday. I never took a single pain pill or anything afterwards. Really easy, really fun. The other big thing that I'm noticing, uh, Casey, that's getting to be really popular when we talk about facial sculpting is the lip lift. And I know you've done a lot of those recently. Tell me sure. a little bit about that. So lip lift, another great procedure, like we were talking about buckle fat pad removal, fairly simple doesn't take very long. Downtime is minimal. So what we have found over the years as lip filler has become increasingly popular, that can actually weigh down the upper lip in addition to normal age-related changes. And the longer that the upper lip becomes, the more aged the face can look. So to help reverse those signs, a lip lift with an incision just under the nose that's camouflaged exceptionally well in those natural shadows that we're talking about can help give a more youthful look to the lower part of the face if that's where we need additional uh, help. This is common to be done by itself, also very common to be done in conjunction with a facelift or other procedures that are happening. 
And one of the things that I really love about the lip lift, you touched on that about looking younger. Uh, beyond just looking younger, one thing that I've noticed with the lip lift is that it's really transforming the shape of the lip. So it's taking us from having a real flat upper lip uh, and really creating much more of a sexy pout. As you all know, that's the big thing on Instagram now is that pout, that really kissable lip. Uh, to create that, it's not just more and more filler. Some of us have a natural tendency to have fullness in the upper lip here. Uh, and some of us have a tendency to have that lip almost rolled inward. And so by placing that little incision right underneath the nostril there that you won't see once it's healed, we can really take the lip from flat, evert it, and make it literally have a pout that you just want to kiss. I don't know the way to Absolutely. say it. No, it definitely helps volumize in that regard. And another thing that it can do is if our Cupid's bow has really flattened over time, it can give us back those little triangles yes. that help make it, again, look more youthful, full, kissable. There you go. And for the uninitiated, in plastic surgery, we call this the Cupid's bow, which is this little up and down towards your upper lip there. So thank you. Thank you. Dr. Anderson, much better with the formal terminology than I am. Uh, moving on, one thing that I've noticed that's really hot as we work our way down the body is smaller breast implants. One of the things that we have traditionally thought about with breast implants, of course, is creating that big, full, augmented look. And while we love that, we're getting a lot of requests this summer for some smaller breast augmentations more that athletic breast. Tell yeah. me about what you're seeing, Casey. I have loads of women coming in and they're, they essentially say to me the same thing. They say, I want to look like if I was just the luckiest breasted woman that existed, <laughs> you know? So a lot of times if the easiest way we think of this is cup size, we all know that there's, that's not a perfect sizing regimen mm -hmm. by any means, but I hear them constantly full C, small D. Mm -hmm. And they want some slope at the top, not at, like it looks like a water balloon is pasted underneath their shirt. So asking for a more modest size implant mm -hmm. that allows them to get a little bit more of a natural slope than some of the like television shows we saw in the 90s with people running on the beach where it was so <laughs> obviously fake. They say, I don't want that. I want something that just is like the most heightened version of myself if I was super lucky. What I have found in addition to that is little bit smaller implant recovery tends to be somewhat easier for these yeah, no patients question as well. No um, question. And nobody's going to scoff at having an easy recovery after surgery. Yeah. That, there's no question. Uh, I oftentimes a lot of patients come to me and say, Hey, you know, I want to have this super quick recovery back to work the next day out to dinner that night sort of augmentation. We can absolutely do that. But the reality is if we're going to put an 800 CC implant in there, uh, you're going to be sore. <laughs> yeah. You know, no way around that. Yeah. If we're putting a 275 in, uh, you're going to be doing gymnastics the next day. It's just, it, it, because, and, and just so you guys understand the, the reasoning behind that or the thought process behind that, it's pretty simple. The larger the implant, the more the stretch on your skin 
And the more the stretch on your muscle is, and so the more sore you're going to be. Uh, smaller implant, much quicker recovery. Sure. Uh, and so what I'll, I'll also say uh, that to Dr. Anderson is that when we talk about creating that natural slope, there is a tendency for patients to think, oh, well, to create that natural slope, I need to have a teardrop-shaped implant. But that's not really the case. Uh, as, as you know, Casey, what I've found is that if we can go under the muscle with a smaller round implant, then we can oftentimes create that teardrop shape without a teardrop implant. Absolutely. Uh, and that's part of you know what we do in the consultation. We discuss what patient can expect with that. And so long as there's sufficient tissue there, which the overwhelming majority of women have, it obscures that top edge so it doesn't look like super fake implant, looks like really natural, beautiful slope that those patients are specifically requesting. And, and while we're on that topic of the consultation, one of the really huge things that we're featuring in our consults this summer is our Chrysalix three-dimensional imaging. Look, it's 2023. There is no reason why a woman should be having a breast augmentation or a body contouring procedure without being able to visualize that ahead of time. We see so much virtual reality. You guys are on your phones already tailoring your body and your photos. Sorry, I'm, I, I, know, I, I don't want to admit it, but a lot of us I are, made right? This. I want to look like this. Yeah, exactly, right? So Do my best. Why, why are plastic surgeons not using this three-dimensional imaging? We have this in our office. We love it. And I think it gives women a really a realistic sense of what they're going to get. I think, you know, you and I have done this time and time again. We can visualize where people are going to end up. Mm -hmm. It helps so much to have a picture to show them of, I like 350 in the sizer. I like 400 in this. I'm not quite sure. Here's two pictures. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, the... To me, between trying on the sizers, seeing the imaging, it puts so much information together for the patient to see and feel that it is exceptionally rare that somebody comes back and says the size is not what they had intended. Exactly what they wanted. What's really actually cool now is our three-dimensional imager will allow you from the comfort of your own home to simulate these sizes. So even if you don't live near us, or if you're just a little bit shy and you're like, hey, I don't know if I really want to go into the office to talk about all this, you can actually send us your photos and we can simulate the sizes from wherever you are in the world, uh, which I think is super cool. Uh, you know, as we kind of work through some other hot trends in body contouring, we talked about a little bit more modest breast implant size. I'm also now seeing a little bit more modest approach to the Brazilian butt lift. What are you seeing, Casey? I, every day I have, I see my patients. We're still, I'm still getting tons of requests for it, but it's much more, you know, I like a little bit of rounding here. Maybe my hip dip is in a little bit here. I just want that rounded out so that, you know, when I'm in the yoga pants, it looks like I've been at yoga all week. 
You know, it's not, I want something that we were maybe seeing 10 years ago in like a rap video. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's much more kind of balance and proportion as opposed to just volume, volume, volume. So I, I got this subtle reference and I can't lie as a uh, child that grew up in the 90s, big Sir Mix-a-Lot fan. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. All of that being said, um, I agree with you. The yoga pant butt is becoming really hot. You know, 15, 20 years ago, I guess it's 20 years ago now when I was training in plastic surgery, we never really talked about butt aesthetics. but Thanks to first J-Lo, and now I really have to say Lululemon, uh, butt aesthetics is all of the rage. You know, you can have, you know, beautiful breasts, a cute, tiny tummy, but if your behind is flat, or like I said, you have the really big hip dips, it, it doesn't work in athleisure, which quite frankly is all anybody's wearing these days. Sure. And so the yoga pant butt, super, super popular. And it's simple. Look, we're already, for the vast majority of our patients, we're already removing that fat with your tummy tuck or with your liposuction. And rather than just throw that in the garbage, what we're doing now is taking that fat and gently filling in the hip dips filling in little problem areas on the buttocks, not necessarily with the goal of creating a huge contour change back there, but really just rounding things out because we want, we all want to wear what's popular and what's popular right now are those really tight Lululemons on the buttocks, shows everything, hides nothing back there. If we can just make it round, I think it really makes a big difference. And I think this really kind of segues a little bit into what's not hot in sure. plastic surgery right now. Uh, and, you know, um, I think that going back to our earlier talk about lips and the lip lift, one of the things that's really starting to fall out of favor is the overfilled duck lip. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it never looked good. I'm not, I've, I hate to give as much credence to Instagram as we must, mm -hmm. but without it, I don't think that phase would have happened. But we, you know, we were all stuck in our houses for three years. Yes, yes. And we just see these pouty lips that I think if we had a progression, just yes. got bigger and bigger and bigger. And yes. fortunately, people are now saying we've gone too far. Yes. And now, yes. sure, lip fullness is always going to be great, always going to be sexy. But something that is much more in a the realm of natural is coming back around. I think accentuating the cupid's bow, like yes, you talked absolutely. about earlier, and then also um, doing things like the lip lift that actually reshape the lip, as opposed to just hammering and hammering uh, more filler in there and creating something that rather than looking, looks, looking kissable, looks uh, inhuman. Uh, and so I, I think that's, that's a huge thing of what's falling out of favor. Now, one thing that uh, I would say I'm also noticing is falling out of favor is that 
unnaturally skinny look. And so one of the things that I think plastic surgeons missed the boat on for a long time with their waist contouring is we tended to create tummies that were flat like the wall behind me, but didn't have any sort of contour curves to them. And, you know, I think a lot of that came from the fact that the trend in models, media, et cetera, was to these waif appearing uh, women as opposed to women that worked out, were athletic, were in shape. Now I'm finding that when I look at um, Instagram or I'm looking at, you know, magazines or television, I tend to see women that work out more than women that just starve themselves. What are you seeing? I'm seeing the same thing. Um, and I'm getting requests for a much more natural kind of toned type look as opposed to just make me as skinny as possible. People, I'm not really hearing that. Um, and I think kind of to touch on that point as well, the historical precedent for liposuction was just flat, flat tummy. Mm -hmm. Whereas we have moved on to recreating the natural highlights, lowlights, hills, and valleys that are on that toned athletic looking abdomen so that the, you know, random observer, if you're at the beach or something, can't pick up on that you had plastic surgery because you just look like a natural, healthy person. Well, and that's one of the things, that, and uh, a little behind the scenes, one of the things that I like to do at our office is I like to go into all of the different operating rooms of all of our partners to see what they're doing. One thing that Dr. Anderson's doing a fantastic job of is using high definition liposuction uh, to actually not just remove the fat in the tummy, but actually create those hills and valleys that highlight the rectus muscles. And I think highlighting those muscles makes you look like you worked out to get that waste. And ultimately, it prevents you from looking surgical. I think the surgical look, and I think you hear this theme throughout this podcast, is out. But athletic is in. And using liposuction to create the hills and valleys of the abdominal musculature really makes a big difference. And I've been really impressed with the results that you've been getting with that, uh, Dr. Anderson. Thank you. Um, next big thing that I'm saying, I'm going to tell you is out is quite frankly, doing things that just aren't safe. And, um, you know, when we talk about the Brazilian butt lift, there's been a lot of back and forth in the popular media about it's awesome. It's not awesome. And really a lot of the not awesome revolved around safety issues. And so what I'm going to say next is out is unsafe BBL practices. And one of the big things that we're doing to take the safety of BBL to the next level is using ultrasound. Why is that so important, Dr. Anderson? So when we were hearing so much more a few years ago about just these horrific outcomes, people were having all these deaths with 
Brazilian butt lift fat transfer surgery, um, people, as you mentioned, were being unsafe. And what that unsafety factor was, was that they were injecting the fat into the muscle. It was causing some of that fat to get into veins that then go to the lungs and can cause a fatality. Right. And so like, just, just to interrupt for one second, just a real basic, simple anatomy lesson here for our viewers. As we go um, through the buttocks, first you got the skin, then underneath that you have the fat, then underneath that you have the gluteus muscles. And then underneath that you have the big pelvic veins. And so if we inject the fat into the muscle layer down deep, that fat can easily travel into those big veins. And then what happens? Exactly. Then that can go to heart, lungs, and cause fatality. So to kind of circle, we had to have the anatomy lesson. So to Sorry. circle back, <laughs> to circle back to uh, the advantage of ultrasound is ultrasound allows us to pinpoint the depth that we're putting the fat. Mm -hmm. So we can ensure that it's above that muscular layer where there are none of those veins so that we can totally take off the table those horrifically dangerous things that were happening. In addition, that allows us to layer our fat better so that we can contour the shape with ever so slightly more control than if we're doing it blindly. Yeah, that's one of the really great things. It's ironic when we find a technology that not just increases the safety of a procedure, but actually increases the aesthetic result. And so I'm finding personally that when I use the ultrasound, I'm able to much more precisely place that fat to fill those hip dips, to fill those little contours in your buttocks so that we round things out and get things uh, looking just right in those yoga pants. Uh, Dr. Anderson, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Um, it's been a ton of fun talking about the hottest trends in plastic surgery, specifically sculpting the face with uh, buckle fat removal, jawline contouring with our Volux, lip lifts, uh, the new trends and the big rise of the small breast implant, uh, the contouring of uh, the athletic waste uh, with um, high-definition liposuction, and then the yoga pant butt and the safety of ultrasound with BBL. Uh, for those of y'all that uh, aren't already following Real Dr. A, which I can't understand why you wouldn't be, you need to start following Real Dr. Thank A you. on Instagram. You are going to see a ton of yoga pant butts. You're going to see some great high-definition liposuction results. Uh, and you're also going to see some beautiful breast augmentations. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. If you guys have any questions, feel free to comment here. Feel free to DM us, Real Dr. O, Real Dr. A. Um, hit us up. Uh, hit the like, link, subscribe button. We're so excited to visit with you. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for Behind the Beauty, Season 1, Episode 2. two.